With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show number 264, with your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Marketing, the podcast. I am your host, Lauren Gray. And this is episode number 264. So each week we spend around 20 to 30 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in marketing for the hospitality industry. We also do a quick recap of our weekly live video show, This Week in Hospitality Marketing, which also airs every Friday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern U.S. time. So with that, let's get started. And now, today's new resource tool. So our tools for review this week are in combination of a little bit difference as to what each of them do, but for the same general purpose that we'll point to in our technique of the week. So the first tool I'd like to take on is actually a tool that I have just recently started using uh, for a variety of reasons, and we'll point out to those as we refer to what it's uh, capable of doing, and that is brandchamp.io. Now, BrandChamp.io touts itself as an ambassador of marketing software. And what it does is it helps improve referral sales, content creation, and it's a loyalty reward program combination. Now, I'm, I wouldn't say bastardizing. This is a rough word. I'm adapting what it does in the retail space and or the fashion space or in the social engagement space um, into our hospitality space. What it does in a nutshell is it allows you to create a platform which solicits and rewards engagement from your guests. There's a lot of caveats to this when I say that, whether it be Facebook and Twitter and Instagram that integrates with WooCommerce, even Amazon. Uh, it, it integrates with a tremendous amount of things. But the key element to this is that you have to have a good audience to begin with. Nothing says, eh than in saying, oh, what's your latest comment? What's your latest reward? Or who's the leader of, the, of your affiliate, of your uh, 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 advocacy? And there's just nobody there because there's just not enough engagement. You have to have a community that you're talking to and a community that will respond to what you're talking about in such a way that this will begin to amplify that audience by what you're offering. And what I mean by this is that the tool will say, okay, if you share this on social this many times, then I'll give you these many points. These points get redeemed into uh, a free Starbucks card or a free di- or a discount to a rate or um, uh, a value proposition amenity when you're here. It adaptively allows you to reward and acknowledge people that will go through what you're asking them to go through on their social platforms for sharing or engagement with your platform and in so doing, get a value in return for that. And that's the base functionality of what BrandChamp does. It does a few other things, but that's the core element to what I'm referring to in the context of our conversation today. The second is a well-known institution within our industry that is used by many hotels, and we've actually had them on our live show, and that is theguestbook.com, or guestbook.com, but their website is theguestbook.com. And the guestbook is really just that. It is a reward-based engagement. Um, 
you can join you can accumulate your rewards by joining and staying at the hotel it's a loyalty program associated with non-brand relationships primarily it is the gap point of hotels that want to be a part of a larger group that not only can the rewards be returned to just you but they return to anybody else that's participating with you plus also similar to brand champ you can give uh eminent reward right then you know short-term rewards like look i don't want to build up points i want to do all that stuff let me tell you tell me what i need to do and what i can get for like a discount on uber or a discount on uh starbucks or something like that. So can give you intrinsic value rewards for it as well i am short capping what it does it has a broad spectrum of what it does but it is functionally at its core a loyalty relationship program that you're uh, hospitality business will participate in and share in and collaborate with and you create a CRM relationship you can give incentive programs you can do a lot of things with that um, and then the third tool I like to refer to is one that is very familiar to all those that follow our live show due to one of our co-hosts and this is with Mr. Edward St. Ange from Flip2 now Flip2 has a completely different take plus they have a whole portfolio of other things that they do but their core element is um, Advocacy engagement, engaging people to engage with you. There's a lot of technical value that it provides. It's just not simply like a photo contest of share this photo and win and, and share with your friends and have them vote with you and so forth. That's that's the face fronting aspect of some things that it does. It more importantly allows you to use and facilitate what's being shared on your behalf in those engagements legitimately. Plus also it creates what they refer to as warm leads and engagement. By you having your guests share their experiences with you or what you're asking them to share about in the context of you with their friends, you're short-circuiting the algorithm associated with so many social platforms, Facebook in particular, that allows you to get into the mainstream of friend-to-friend dialogue. I mean, BrandChamp does that in its functionality for it as well, but this really takes it up a notch. And it's a platform that is uh, highly respected industry, like I said, does a tremendous amount of variations to this. But its real core element is the engagement of advocacy and what that means to your business and being able to leverage and utilize that through constant dialogue and sharing, not from you, in which it may appear to seem like you're selling yourself, but in those that appreciate and, and appreciate your product and want to share what it is that they've enjoyed about being associated with your product. So our three tools in review today, and we'll talk to you about why they're collectively put together today, is brandchamp.io, theguestbook.com, and flip.to. So there, our tools in review, and up next is... Now, for this week's hospitality technique. So our technique this week is a statement of advocacy. What is it? How do you create it? And why do you even want it? So advocacy is, I mean, we can go for a textbook definition, but really, in all honesty, is somebody else speaking on your behalf. Um, you have champions, you have uh, brand loyalty, you have lots of flavors to advocacy. But advocacy is a person that is willing to not just simply speak well of you when asked. Advocacy isn't somebody that appreciates your product but doesn't share. Advocacy is the willful desire to act on their fervent, belief that what you have is worthy of sharing to others that advocacy has authenticity to it that advocacy has an audience that will listen long before it dismisses it unlike marketing which is dismissed unlike our voice even on social and as honest as we try to be can be dismissed as intended towards eventual conversion 
Advocacy is that wonderful gray zone of sharing something that they feel is of value to their friends and family because they themselves believe in it, enjoyed it, and would like to think that their friends and family would be willing to share in that experience in a future tense themselves. That gets listened to longer, listened to more, and is more widespread because of the virility of one person to two, two to four, four to six, four, four to eight, sorry, <laughs> eight to 16, and on and on and on. So advocacy is very powerful when used purposefully, truthfully, and with the intent of providing that guest service, that hospitality that we are in the industry of. So that's what it is. How do you create it? Well, you know of the consumer sentiment sites already that have attempted to move into the space. We know of the original intent of a platform like TripAdvisor that was about, oh, share your experiences so others can know what to expect and what not to expect or what was the truth versus what was not the truth. And we know that they've sold their soul away. They're no longer in the consumer-centric interest. They're in there for the pro the make-for-money you know, public offering. We are a business, so they will put anybody on top of a list, even though they may not qualify for that type of prestige simply because they're willing to pay for that prestige. We know that it is le fret with uh, leveraged bias for those that work for the companies. They're bubbling at the mouth of how great that business is. And those that are their competitors are you know, pouring gasoline on a fire to burn it down. And somewhere in the middle is that truth. And you have to go through that process. Compared to advocacy, which is someone that you feel is similar to your interests and likes, a friend of yours, that's why they're your friend or a family that you know you share experiences with. And they're telling you something that they feel the reason why they're telling you and sharing it with you is because they feel that you would like to enjoy the same thing. So a lot of that clutter of truth and truisms and realities of, of, of authenticity go away with the advocacy of direct communication. Of, I'm sharing this with you because I think you would like to enjoy it. Now we add the other component to it. I'm sharing this with you because I want to show you how much fun I had. Look at all the cool stuff I've decided. Don't you want to do this as well? We all have a vein streak. I was often asked, well, often asked, I was asked once, well, many times, not many times, okay, uh, sorry. Um, what is, what makes something viral? And I thought about that. Like, what, what, what creates virility? And why does one post of a cat playing a piano compared to another post of a cat playing piano go differently? And it really comes down to uh, a few things that have come out of, the technology of statistics and so forth, uh, roughly 64, 66%, I forget the exact number, will share a document or content with a friend that they think would be interested in it. But more importantly, it shows that we're thinking about that person, even though we may not have read the article. Most 64, 64 to 66% of people share an article before fully reading it with somebody that they think would be interested in and or think highly of us for having shared it with them. So when you're sharing these things, which creates the virility, you know, the one to two to two to four to four to eight, eight to 16, 16, 32, and on and on and on, and that growth pattern, it's because it makes you look good. It makes you look the way you have envisioned your avatar to be. Uh, for people that know you directly or people that know you only digitally with your digital avatar, you augment that perception by what you share. That's what makes things viral. If I share something with my friends about some technology whiz-bang gadget I got, it's because they see me as the gadget guy. If I share something with somebody that uh, is about marketing, it's because they see me as the marketing guy. 
And I, I want to augment that perception of me to them by sharing those things. That's a part of advocacy as well. And part of the, the, the advocacy is the virility of it. The more that gets shared downhill, because I share it to my friend, you know, from me to my friend number two, my friend number two also has friends that are similar to me, but then now they, he thinks what I shared with him is cool or her thinks cool. And they share it with the same similar friends so that they look cool to those friends. And then those friends go, oh, this is super cool too. They may not know me, but they know the person that shared it to them. And now they share it with their friends and on and on and on. And tell me you haven't been shared back some things that you had shared out going, uh, yeah, I sent you that. <laughs> so advocacy is a part of that whole mixed up self-personalization, self-gratification, uh, projection of what we want to be. I mean, we often say Facebook uh, travel is a, is, a, is a tale of two stories. The tale of what really happened and the tale of what you tell. Now, obviously, the tale of what you tell can go of one of two ways, usually. Exceptionally well. This was great. Oh, my gosh. The food was amazing. The hotel was amazing. This, this, and this. Maybe a couple of truisms in there like, well, we did, you know, there's a bunch of people around the pool a little bit or something, whatever. Or... After domino one falls of bad service, domino two falls of a bad room, domino three falls of a bad area, all of a sudden it went into a horror story of you're not going to believe how bad this place was. Oh my gosh. First we get there. The, the cab was hot. Well, the cab was hot in the first story too, but that got omitted because of all the other cool stuff you did. And then all of a sudden the guy at the front desk was terrible. And the other story got omitted because the guy at the front desk wasn't terrible. So you see, we tell two stories and it's not necessarily they're untrue. We just tell the story that we want to augment of we were so smart in picking this vacation or gosh this is a vacation from heck don't do this okay advocacy is wrapped up with that as well so why do you want to do it <laughs> why would you want to do all this because advocacy sells advocacy people listen to advocacy spreads faster than you can spread or pay for it for yourself there's always a the, the nomenclature with uh, pr and that is uh earned media okay well you know, all this PR and all this news coverage and so forth, that would have been worth $500,000 of paid media. It is a fictitious number that's made based on the numbers that are on the channels that we're distributing it, the audiences that they reach, the anticipated what that would mean to the type of business as to what if they had to pay to be in front of that many people, how much money would it take? It's a mathematically made up smoke and mirror number. I'm not trying to dispel PR. PR is incredibly valuable and PR is even more incredibly valuable when you can talk directly to somebody who can talk directly to somebody that they're going to pick up the phone and tell them something they need to be aware of. That's great PR. And there's also great PR about distribution based on mass distribution channel and, and, and demographic type and, and industry type and so forth. Great content to there. But these little things like you know implied value of media and stuff, I've never prescribed to the numbers. I thought that they were self-profocating uh, uh, as to how valuable PR was providing a service so that they can get their check, you know, their bill paid. So why do you want advocacy is because it creates that expansion of voice. There's a truth to advocacy that you can't often do for yourself. Advocacy can also go over and improve your overall positioning as to reviews. If people feel that other people are speaking well of you and they've heard well of you, they're less likely to initially think negatively of you. So they may infer more positive reviews because they don't want to go against their friends who said it was amazing. And they come back going, oh God, that place? No, that was a dive. A lot of friends don't like entertaining other friends because then they get less information from them. So they tend to be like, oh no, it's fine. But they don't, they don't really tell the whole story. So anyway, advocacy, what is it? How do you create it? And why do you want it? 
And that is our technique this week. Now, this week's hospitality news that you should know. So news and show review. We had uh, wonderful guest co-hosts. We had guest co-hosts from Planable.io, uh, Zinya Mutien, and I know I'm not doing well with these names, Maruna Dragomir. Uh, they are both from Romania. Uh, Zinya was... Zinya, uh, Zinya, excuse me, Zinya. I knew I was saying it wrong at the beginning. Zinya was uh, uh, one of uh, Forbes 30 Under 30, which is no small feat. She had clients like Coca-Cola when she was in the middle of, of her college with a social platform she had built. Uh, she has been a top 100 females in Europe uh, technology to watch. Uh, lots of accolades and very pleasant person to speak with. Marunia was uh, her marketing uh, director. Uh, they joined us on the show to speak about their platform, which I was very eager to talk about because I have been using their Planable platform, Planable.io platform, uh, for years now, ever since it was first made available on my favorite uh, platform, AppSumo. Uh, got a heck of a deal for it. Um, and I've been using it with my clients. I love the interface with it. We'll talk a little bit about it. With us also was a rare treat was Dan Waxman, uh, founder and CEO of Cesario uh, out of uh, Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, Mr. Robert Cole, which we have not had on in our midst for quite a while, who is the founder and CEO of Rock Cheetah. He has been very busy with his data work with Focus Wire and JD Powers. Uh, we also had the amicable Mr. Tristan Hayward from 3 and 6 uh, Agency uh, from across the pond in Northern uh, England. We also had Valen Perini, um, Director of Sales, Vice President of Sales. Anyway, she's very high up in NOR 1. Uh, and then Edward St. Ange, Founder and CEO of Flip2. Uh, on and off, we had everyone kind of combinations over periods of time. Uh, wonderful discussion about uh, Planable. For those who may not be familiar with the platform, Planable allows you to create, post, and schedule and distribute uh, your social media on the big four, basically, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And through that, you get you can also create layers of authorization where they don't go out as scheduled until they're approved, a commenting, sec a commenting section as to whether changes, improvements, or additions have to be made before it gets launched, as well also the opportunity to preview uh, the posts in the variety of sizes on the platforms you're distributing to make sure that they fit and look correctly and modify them accordingly to their platforms so that the hashtags match the platforms and or the callouts by identifications uh, of people's names and or character count, as simple as that. Uh, the format's nice because you put it into a calendar form, a list form, a tile board form, grid basically, uh, and very, very useful platform for that. Then you can post and reschedule, tag it for what you were building it for. It makes it very easy for multiple engagements for people to be able to look at, review, share, contribute, and plan their social media platforms. And uh, true to form, they're very much about being in that lane. They're not looking to add analytics and so forth. They did refer to a platform that is near and dear to my heart as well, socialinsider.io, which we have brought on this podcast before, which is a great platform for analytics and social. They decided not to try to do a, a many things. They said, we're going to be here for engagement, postings, listings, and sharings of social media for people as a platform. And they did an exceptionally excellent job of that. So after having been able to spend about an hour of time with them, we dived into some topics courtesy of Mr. Robert Cole and his ever well curated list that if you would like to sign up for free, and this is an amazing weekly list that he produces together for Rock Cheetah, uh, you can go to bit.ly, bit.ly forward slash Rock Cheetah, uh, lowercase, no space. And um, you can sign up for that and you see the same articles we see each week. So we rolled into that. Uh, the headline that he had produced for us, which is a painful one for IHG, was, ouch, 
103 IHG hotels to be rebranded as Sinestas. Uh, I had initially read this article as being, oh, this must be, you know, uh, moderately brand compliant, not really valuable, probably on the edges of staying in the system hotels. And it's on the contrary, very painful loss for IHG. Uh, from the ownership that owned a large portion of Sinestas, and which is why they moved them over. And these are some very large positioned hotels in some great markets that are going to hurt IHG's brand profile in those markets. Uh, and it was, it was quite a surprise to see the inventory type. I did not take the time to realize what hotels they were looking at moving from one to the other. And uh, yes, it is going to be an interesting shift into IHG's program because of that. And for everyone to know that all of the links to what we're discussing and also for the show notes and everything else are in our uh, show notes for the podcast, which you can find, of course, at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcast. Look for show number 264. We'll get to that a little bit later. Another article that we hit was also talking about why are travelers flocking to Airbnb and VRBO more than hotels during COVID-19 pandemic? Uh, and this article really touched into something that's near and dear right now for me is I'm even doing that because of my safety uh, issues and concerns about going to a hotel, I actually chose to go the VRBO route, uh, VR, VRBO route, coming up for a few day getaway, uh, where we wanted the isolation that it was providing. We liked the kitchen that we were providing so we can cook our own food and the fact that we didn't have to run across people in hallways and elevators uh, compared to a hotel environment. Not to say all hotels have that restriction to them, but uh, we talked about the fact that Airbnb, and I made the total bad call shot back in March. I said, man, this is going to be great for brand. They're going to show how they can standardize their cleaning processes. They're going to show that we clean rooms better and more consistently than anybody else. Airbnb, it's going to be hard. you got to talk to a host and see what they're doing and all this other stuff. Well, actually the reverse. Uh, hotels have dropped the ball. I mean, thanks, Hilton, for following up on Lysol, where if you read the package, the last 1% it doesn't cover is COVID. Uh, by picking a brand and saying you're spraying the walls with it doesn't really do much. You're not allowing hotels or any brand allowing hotels to modify their COVID information uh, to better reflect their actual service support of what you're saying you're doing, which in all news media, you're not. There's plenty of hotels that are not following the guidelines you're telling them as a brand. Marriott just rolled out with their COVID update module five months after the program actually hit. Good timing on that one, Marriott. And I know it sounds a little bitter. I'm just a little frustrated that brands really missed the gate here. They missed the chance to truly re-solidify brand value and instead furloughed 40% of their staffs has no research on one side, closed the door for the ownerships to be able to make their own changes and give them no venues in which to really truly show for the hotel's benefit what they're doing in support of safety protocols. So yeah, thumbs up for double black stars on that one. And where on the contrary, Airbnb and VRBOs and travels did. They, uh, vacation travel did. They went over and allowed you to talk directly to the host, find out exactly what they're doing, shared it on their sites as to what they're doing. They did all those things that hospitality says, let me answer your questions. So great article and conversation on that. Also, we didn't dive into a little bit since we had Tristan from uh, England with us. UK hoteliers rethink relationship with silent OTAs. This discussion was about the absolute lack of engagement of OTA participation in promoting and spurring on travel within England. Uh, no, you know, let's give you this discount or percentage off or how can we help you? Just total nothingness. Uh, and we talked about that a little bit. We also talked, uh, another article was, here's what's actually happening when you travel at the speed of light according to NASA. That was our little boop. For this week and we say boop is a good story uh it was a it was a fun dialogue about what it's like if we were to travel at the speed of light in space keyword travel uh and then of course we had the bummer which was the 
the rut row, which was, should we vacation now? Advisors say travel shaming is on the rise. And that was an article related to how people are bashing each other, trolling each other about, you went to this terrible place. You know, you're not supporting our economy. You're not supporting our uh, our environment. You're not doing this. You're doing this. You're, t- you're exploiting this. Uh, it's, a, it's a downer article, but it's in, it's a shame that this is even in our culture at this particular point. So that pretty much covered our news uh, discussion on the live show. I did want to bring an article to life out of the list that Robert did curate with us that we did not get to, and that is with budgets slashed, travel marketers use media mindset to drive engagement. And the reason why I grabbed this article out of the list, it keeps with the theme of what we were talking about uh, before. And that is with the fact that all the OTAs and so forth have just nosedived into what they were doing as contributions and value propositions to our industry. A lot of hotel owners, hoteliers, uh, even brand operating hotels that have no venues opportunity through their brand, as I just recently bashed, are looking to other ways to get their message out. A lot of the independent hotels or those that have control over vanity websites really pushing content out on their blogs to say, hey, this is what we're doing for your safety. This is what's available around us to do, eat, where, days of day, which ones are open for what meal periods, can you pick up, can you deliver, is there in-room dining? What are we doing for our own food? What are we doing for our own outlets? What's open around us, retail? What's open around us that you can go to? What are things to do when you're around us? Little road trips or uh, you know, off the beaten path stuff, things. They're using their own medium in which to share that information. A lot because people are reaching out directly to the hotels and saying, hi, I noticed on your website this, this, and this. I want to know about this, this, and this. And they have questions that websites aren't answering. So they're going into their websites and adding this content. They're expanding their FAQs. They're adding content to their blog. They're talking about the four tiers of engagement right now, which is safety concerns, uh, Maslow's first, as I like to say, which is our second, which is their food and, and um, you know, amenities, what's needed in the market, what's open. The, then the third one is whether, what is there to do if I am in your market? And the fourth, of course, would be then the first marketing step, which is what would you want? To, how can we get you to come to our market with what's able to be done? Uh, so they're doing all of this in their content development with their websites. They're adding it to their blogs. They're putting it into their social dialogue. They're trying to reach it out to their CRMs because of all the fact that so many other things either don't have a budget or they're not providing the same medium of, of opportunity, which makes it very fascinating that there are creative people in our industry that are looking towards these things that are trying to make a difference by answering questions with guests. So there you have it. Remember, you can find us on Google Play, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn. The list goes on to 38 different platforms and counting. We're even on Amazon's Alexa, Google Assistant, and Siri. Just say, play the Hospitality Marketing Podcast, and it'll pop up and play this episode for you. No matter which one you may use, if you like the show, please rate us and leave a comment. That helps others find it. Of course, we also love the feedback to know whether or not we're talking about things you want to listen to. That will help others, of course, know whether or not they need to follow us as well. And if this is your first time hearing us, you can subscribe to our show on any of those platforms that you discovered us on. So... Uh, For an archive of all of our previous podcasts, including this one, you can go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcast. That's with an S. And don't forget our live video talk show that you can join and participate in every Friday at 1130 Eastern U.S. time called This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the live show. Uh, We average around 25,000 plus per week, 32 countries. We we translate the subtitles in 11 languages. 
uh, because of the diversity it's a great show to follow and be a participant of and certainly uh, get some great information from it with some very intelligent people that get to join us and you can go to the, the most recent show and all previous 263 shows at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash live so there you have it thank you for the privilege of your time and we look forward to talking to you next week You have been listening to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show 264 brought to you by Hospitality Digital Marketing in support of the HSMAI, the Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International All Rights Reserved Copyright 2020. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.